0: Hallelujah! Man, there's a, there's something precious on the service today. There's a preciousness on the service. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. I just uh, I want to go over a couple of announcements. I know that we'll go over these again as we go forward. Uh, But I want to go over a couple of announcements number one is you know every weekday. We have 6 a.m. Prayer Now that's going to mean more to you uh, At the end of this service than it's going to mean to you when I'm saying it right now Uh, because we're talking about prayer today We're going to talk about some really cool stuff Uh, But every morning every weekday we have 6 a.m. Prayer and guess what we need your supply We need your faith, your hope, your love, your prayers, bringing them to the table so that the will of God can be done in this city and in this county and in this state and in this nation. We need your prayers, all right? And then here's the other thing. On this Friday, this Friday night from 6 p.m. to midnight, we're going to pray. From 6 p.m. to midnight, we're coming in here. The Lord has directed us to have a prayer night. And I believe that this is going to turn into a monthly prayer night where it, where once a month we come together and we pray from 6 p.m. to midnight. From 6 p.m. to midnight. I can tell you about a year ago we did an all-night prayer. I think we went from 10 to 6 a.m. and... Uh, Man, it it went by. It You think, well, that's a long time to pray. It is if you're not used to it. But here's the thing. Man, it went by. We, were, we got some praying done, and it didn't take long. It didn't seem long. Everybody was hungry and tired at the end of it, but it was good. It was some great prayer. And what happened was about two weeks ago, we had a meeting with our leadership team, the ELT, and uh, they said, we need to have another prayer night. And they didn't know God had already been writing that on my heart part two. And so this Friday, the 24th, 6 p.m. here at the church, we're going to pray till midnight. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, How about life group started back up this week? Did you enjoy it? Amen. I heard some awesome stuff about them. I ate some good food that got sent home uh, from one of them. Amen. And Nicole said, hallelujah. And uh, so, amen, life groups. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night, we have a life group for you. And uh, you need to be a part of a life group. Listen, there is a specific design that God has given us wisdom on, and life groups play into that. You need to be a part of a life group on a regular basis. Amen? All right, now something that's pretty cool. And uh, that is, we're having a change. Say, amen. amen. A change. Hallelujah. Growth. Aren't you just excited? Yeah, Amen. Growth. Without change is impossible. Amen. I got some impact folks in here for sure, and some that, here ready. Do it again. Growth. Without change is impossible. Amen. Growth without change is impossible, and so we want to be the kind of people that embrace change as the Lord directs it. And the Lord's directed us to give a change. This is a pretty, it's not too big, but yet it does shift things. Uh, one of, here's what we're doing. We have found out... And we felt led to, we actually have heard about this for quite some time, but we had no leading. But then as we were praying, we had leading to do this. There's a number of people that really enjoy having church a little bit earlier uh, in the day. We start now at 10.30. We're going to move our service on August the 2nd, so two weeks from today. Two weeks. We're going to move it from 10.30 to 10 a.m. Okay, Not a huge change, but what we want to do is we want to engage people that will come at that time and that want to come at that time. It'll help us reach more people, and that's a good thing. Plus, you'll be out 30 minutes early. Now, I know some people don't believe that I'm going to give up that 30 minutes of preaching. I know. Y'all just wait, just wait. They act like I preach for a long time or something. Do you, I, do you understand that, Paul? Oh. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> so we're going to, but here's what's going to happen. So that's going to change our prayer times, and we're going to add one more thing in the morning. It'll be like a Sunday school, a Bible academy, a discipleship course that we're beginning. And uh, so what we're going to do, pre-service prayer used to start at 9. It's now going to start at 8.15. Uh, So our corporate prayer time every Sunday morning will be from 8.15 to 9.15. 8.15 to 9.15 and then from 9.15 to about 9.30 will be like the Bible Academy Sunday school time and uh, that'll be for everybody. Uh, What we're looking to do in in this teaching time is take somebody who knows nothing about God or somebody who knows everything about God and let's go to the next level. Let's secure that foundation of the word, grow I'm telling you the list of stuff that we're going to teach. We're going to put it on video so if you ever have something where it's like you're talking to somebody or a coworker and say Oh, here's what you need to hear. It'll be there for you to share with them. And uh, But, I mean, we've got a list of stuff to go through. And we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to give it to you the way the Lord tells us to give it to you in that order. And you're going to grow. You're going to grow. So that'll be at 9.15 each Sunday morning. Well, that'll be at the end of our prayer. And then we'll get ready to serve the people for the service and have the service start at 10 a.m. That's in two weeks. All right, you ready? Yeah. Shout amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, this morning, I, uh, as we jump into the message, before I do that, I just want to welcome my family is here today. So amen. So I got my mom. Will you stand up real quick? I love you. Amen. She's a blessing. She's a blessing. And I want you to know her prayers over me is blessing you today. Amen. Thank and her God. correction of me is helping you today. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, you for loving me and especially for introducing me to Jesus. Amen. And then my brother and sister and their spouses. Will y'all stand up and turn around and wave? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> my sister Ashley and her husband William. Amen. Love y'all. Love you, Love you guys. Love you, brother. And my brother A.A. Ron. <laughs> And his wife, Gina, I <laughs> love y'all. Thank you so much for being here today. They've been at the lake all week. they got shorts on. I'm jealous. I'm like, man, can I, can I do that? Jesus told me no. So, amen. Glory to God. Just close your eyes for a second. Father, right now, we just worship you. We give you all of the glory and the praise and the honor. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just ask for your help. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would plant the seed of the word in each and every heart that's listening here this morning or listening online. Let it spring up to a harvest eternally. And let it not draw back in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, let our expectation rise right now. Lord, we're going to hear the word of God. And Lord, let it change us. Just say it with me right now. Let your word word change me, Father. Father. Thank you, Father. And just say this. It's going to do it. I receive change change in my heart heart today. today. I will not leave here here. the same as I came. came. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So we've been talking... uh, for a while today is it's time for an awakening it's time for an awakening we've been in a series we've been talking about it for quite some time this is part eight of the series it's time for an awakening And the first thing I want to tell you this morning is kind of, if you haven't been here with us, is kind of just review some of the things. We've talked about a lot of things in this series, and I highly recommend that you go back and watch uh, the first seven parts of it to understand the fullness of what we're talking about. But one of the things we talked about is this, is the difference between an awakening and a revival. A revival can breathe life back into a church or into an, into an area. But one of the things is when you start to define an awakening, there's been basically two great awakenings. And when you have an awakening, it changes; it can change the whole nation. Literally, it can be an awakening that affects the world. And uh, we've had those awakenings. One of those great awakenings, awakenings happened right at the founding of this country. It's why our constitution the majority of it is based off of scripture. A lot of people don't know that but scripture is all in the constitution. It's what makes it such a powerful document and a foundation of this nation. Now people of course want to tear that down and remove it. Why? Because it's scripture. The devil doesn't want scripture to stand. You know, It's not direct scripture but it's founded on scripture And that scripture was in that document, in that founding of the nation, because of an awakening. An awakening of the hearts of mankind to the love of a father, our heavenly father. And then you saw the second awakening, which drove us to put down slavery in this country. Right before the Civil War, you had a second great awakening that went and and just went all over the world, but it was a driving factor in why people of God could not stand for slavery anymore. They had to come against it. We can't treat our brothers and sisters this way, And and the nation literally fought over it, and men died simply to end one of the most horrible things that's ever been invented in mankind remember the love of money is the root of all evil and that's what really started that thing in the first place people wanted money and power and how do i do it i know i'll enslave people and this country while the world had slavery as as their best friend this country gave lives to put it to an end what drove that an awakening in the hearts of people An awakening of the of the people of God. Lord, your heart is to give. Your heart is to give, not enslave. Now, most of you know this, but I'll tell it for anybody who might be watching new, and I'll tell it for you today to catch you up. I went earlier this year, I was in Israel for a week and a half and that was wonderful. And then I went to Africa for a month, and that was great and long. A long time to be out of America yeah. and, uh, and to be working really hard. And I was ready to be back home. Amen. I salute anybody who's ever been in the military and had to be a long, a long, gone for longer than a few weeks. Because it's different. Something after two or three weeks, it changes. It's a different thing. I salute, I salute you. Thank you for your service. One of the things that happened was when I got home, I was coming in off of that trip. And I was coming in that morning, that Sunday morning. And uh, as I woke up Sunday morning, most of you know this, but as I came to myself, as I was waking, the Holy Spirit spoke words booming inside of my spirit. Yeah. It's time for an awakening it's time for an awakening it shook me i went whoa and i want you to understand god does not uh just throw words out there he uses specific words for a specific purpose and he didn't say it's time for a revival he said it's time for an awakening an awakening what you're seeing right now in the world we talked about it a couple weeks ago you're seeing a shaking Now, I want you to understand something. This is not the devil shaking things. This is God shaking things. Now, some of you are like, oh, my goodness, I wish he'd stop. No. My goodness, I wish you'd get on the firm foundation so you wouldn't be shaken. There's a difference between the shaking of God and the shaking of the devil. What's happening is God is shaking things, and when you're standing on him, you won't be shaken. You won't be shaken. You will be standing firm and on a firm foundation. What's happening now is there's been a lot of entrenched devils that are getting shaken out. And they're manifesting. And you're seeing them. God's shaken. He prophesies about it in Hebrews. We talked about it very very clearly. I told you back in 2006... The Lord gave me a word I thought it was for then before long I realized it wasn't but he said those things that can be shaken will be shaken from Hebrews and he and he said this he said it's not going to look the same. what I've come to realize is that word in 2006 I said in there in the next ten to 20 years well we're 14 years in and it, and it said this as I wrote out what the Lord gave me I said, next ten to 20 years you're going to see a shaking in the church and many churches. listen many churches that will were open, will be closed, and they will not open again. They will not open again. I heard just this week there's a major denomination even here in town. And the overseer of the whole area said, do not have church indefinitely. You're not having it. Major denomination. You're not having it until we say. Don't even plan on reopening. Till we say. Multiple churches just in this area. It said this, God's going to remove, he's sifting, and he said, don't be, don't be sifted. That means you and I have a responsibility to place ourselves on the foundation of God's things. Now see, that can scare somebody if they're not in God. But God says, you come into me and you've got nothing to worry about. You walk into my goodness, my love. You've got nothing to worry about. The only people that that concerns is people that aren't walking with a loving Father. But when you get a hold of a loving Father and walk with Him, everything looks different. I'm like walking through this like, man, God's about to do something. And oh my goodness, oh glory to God! It's exciting, why? Because you're planted and founded on Him, right. and His foundation is always stable. Right. What He's actually looking to do is springboard His church into a place like it's never been before right. a glory that only God can do. Amen. I tell, I listen, I'm listening now as I listen to pastors and talk about different things, and uh, I'm like, man, when the lockdown happened, one of the biggest blessings that I could ever have as a pastor is my people didn't want to lock down. They didn't want to stop church. Glory to God. He had given us a word. Hear this. He had given us a word on what church is and what church isn't. And I preached it. And when you preach, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And faith for being the church, the called out citizens of the kingdom of God, called out from their homes to assemble. Man, when I preached it, all of a sudden faith came up and people and they are like, I don't want to miss church. And yeah, we met out in the parking lot. Praise God we're inside today. Especially with all this. Praise God, we're in the A.C. Oh, God, you are so faithful. You're so good, so good to me. But listen, yeah, we were outside for a few days, but as soon as we could move back in, we moved back in. We never missed a week. We never missed a service. We never, we've been online every week, but that's not because we needed to be. We were online before and we'll be online after. God's been increasing. God's been adding. There's churches in the area that still aren't even open. They're not opening till August. We've not missed a week. see, most people don't have a problem with that because they don't know what the Word says about an assembly. They don't know about what the Word says about an assembly. By definition, the definition of the church is an assembly coming out from your homes. Well, we can have church in your, in your home. If you assemble at that home and have a gathering of people, you can. That's what they did in Acts, but they came together and assembled by definition. Why am I talking about this? Because all of this plays into the shaking. and Many people don't know what the Bible says about these things, so they have no faith for it. And if they have no faith for it, they'll allow those things to be shaken. And that word I told you that I had in 2006 says some of them will never come back together. Some pastors will be removed, some will be added, but here's what God's doing. He's putting together the church like a whole brand new engine. And used to it would run on all the junky gas, like all the sludge and everything else. But the only thing it's going to run on in this new time is the love of God. And you have to understand that the love of God is not just like, oh, I feel so good about myself. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What the church is going to run on is an obedient and willing church. And the ones that do will eat the good of the land. Just like the ones who do, we eat the good of the land. The families that are willing and obedient to the things of God, they're going to eat the good of the land. When you do those things in your home, you'll eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. So I had a word from the Lord. This is like line two on my message and... I don't know how far in we are, but (laughs) when you walk in and you have a reputation apparently of preaching long, and you got that many pages of notes, you strike fear in the hearts of the devil, the devil. You strike fear in the hearts of the devil. You brought snacks. They act like they've been here before. (laughs) You must have been watching online some. (laughs) So I had a word. It's time for an awakening. Two days later, I'm catching up from my messages, some of them that I missed while I was in Africa. And I get a message from Barrett that she had had a month and a half earlier and she was giving me an update on prayer that morning, you know, corporate prayer, 6 a.m. every weekday, you know, that, that, that thing that happens here every morning on 6 a.m., you know, that thing where everybody's invited 6 a.m. on weekdays, you know, corporate prayer, corporate prayer, yeah, that, that thing. Uh, She gave me an update. She had a vision. Hear this. While she was at prayer, at corporate prayer, 6 a.m. on weekdays, while she was there, she had a vision that was life-changing at corporate prayer at 6 a.m. on okay, Amen. Did you hear what was happening every weekday at Can 6 a.m.? Me? It's this prayer. It's corporate prayer. It's amazing. While, while she was there, she had a vision. And here's what she saw. Jesus and her, in the vision, she was sitting there Remember, what was the word I got? It's time for an awakening. awakening. In the vision, she and Jesus are sitting in the heavens, in space, basically. And she sees the whole earth. And the whole earth begins to be covered with like a darkness that looks like an oil. And uh, it covers from the top and all the way to the bottom. She's wondering what that is. But a darkness covers the earth. Does that sound familiar? When the darkness covered the whole earth, Jesus took what looked like a match and flung it at the earth. And it hit what she said, the best I could tell, was somewhere like around the east coast. Amen. I like that. I like. That. She said, and I saw um, something like a match. And as soon as the match hit the earth, the whole earth exploded with the fire of God. The whole earth was exploded. And then instantly, they were back in the throne room. And Jesus says this, booming. It's time! Yep. Amen. Now, she didn't know I was going to get that word. I didn't know she had gotten that vision. But two days after I got my word, I hear that. Yeah. Whew! It moved me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Lord confirming stuff. That's the Lord confirming so I hadn't preached on this time for an awakening yet. Then I go back just a couple weeks ago. I read about that word that God gave me in 2006. Guess what it says at the end? It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. wrote that in 2006. And we have a special speaker last week. He's not been listening to our messages. Guess what he says. He says, I got a word for you, Boomerang. Are you Ready? It's time. God's speaking something. Yeah. Amen. Many of you may have heard of a man called Tommy Hicks. Tommy Hicks had a vision. He said, I see a sleeping giant. And the giant was being held down by all of these little creatures. And the giant, uh, the little creatures were devils and demons. But the giant, as soon as the giant made up its mind to stand up, there was nothing those devils could yes. do about it. And that giant was the body of Christ. Major vision that he had. We read it a few weeks ago. And the body of Christ stood up and the devils had nothing for it. And the, and the, the whole point of it is, when will the church realize what it is right. and what it has its hands on? Yeah and then many of you have heard about Smith Wigglesworth and he had a vision remember now Smith Wigglesworth saw or heard about the first awakening he saw remnants of the second awakening and then he said, had a guy that said hey uh, Mr. Wigglesworth I, I, just, I would love to know and be around and see the things that you have done you've been so blessed and Smith Wigglesworth said this he said son it's not me who needs to be coveted it's you because I've seen a vision of the Lord and there's coming a revival like the world has never seen and I'm I'm, I'm not going to be a part of it but you'll be a part of it and the anointing and the glory and the awakening the revival like the world has never seen shout it with me it's time it's time time. for what? An 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 awakening but I'll challenge you with this Sitting through this series is not going to wake you up. Yeah, that's right. Sitting through this series will give you the faith to start asking God to wake up. Yeah. Sitting through this series will be the alarm clock that starts to wake you up to the fact that you've been asleep. Mm-hmm. But from this point forward, it's your and our responsibility. It's your and our responsibility yep. to wake up to turn the alarm clock off, stand up like that sleeping giant and be who God's called us yeah. to be. Come here, Chris. When I just turned just there, I saw a wisdom coming on you. I saw a wisdom coming on you in every area, in every bit of life, business, everything. I saw, I saw the Lord giving you gray hairs. It was wisdom right here, right here. It was the wisdom of God. There's something special getting ready to come on you like you've never seen before. And you will be a source of the power of God. Lord, in Jesus' name. francana Lord, wisdom of God. Wisdom of heaven. Be in Jesus' name. So tini costo. God me, Ancho ancho Thank you, Father. Thank you Thank you Romans 13 and verse 11 says this: "Doing this, knowing the time. Say it with me, it's time. time. Doing this, knowing the time. Say it again. It's time time. that is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. It's already the hour to awaken from sleep. It's already the hour to awaken from sleep. Now the anointing brings wisdom. The anointing will bring wisdom. The anointing. Get in his anointing and the wisdom will flow. Get in His anointing, and the wisdom will flow. In Him you live and move and have your being. In Him you live and move and have your being. In the anointing, the anointing brings knowledge and wisdom. The anointing, He said you have unction and you know. That means you have an anointing and you know. Thank you, Father, for the anointing. Thank you, Father, for the anointing. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, verse 14 says, Awake, sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Our job is to set ourselves in front of God and say, Lord, wake me up. Wake me up. There's too many promises in the Bible about the goodness of God that we're not seeing on a regular basis. Namely, one of the ones is when you pray, every prayer is answered. Where are those Christians? Where are those Christians? Who will walk in it from this day forward? See, there's things in God that are available to believers and too many people have been satisfied with the world's average, with the world's mediocrity and they haven't set their eyes on things above, but they've set their eyes on things below. They haven't seen God's normal. They haven't seen his glory and yet they're satisfied to continue hitting the snooze button. Nothing's pushing them. Nothing's driving them higher. They'll check the box on Sunday morning and that's what's being sifted and shaken out. Right, amen. It's time for an awakening. It's time. That anointing's drawing you now, even your heart. Yeah. Lord Jesus, awaken our hearts today. Say it with me. Jesus, amen. awaken our hearts today. It's time for an awakening. James chapter 5 and verse 13. James chapter 5 and verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Watch this. Remember, God doesn't mince words, He doesn't just throw words out there. Then He must say it with me must, must. what? Pray. Pray. Is anybody suffering? then he must pray. Have you ever noticed that when you're suffering, the last thing you feel like doing is praying? That's the flesh trying to come against the very solution that God has for you. That's the flesh trying to keep you out of the very solution. He said you must pray. You notice in uh, Isaiah 60, Uh, It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And then it goes on to say that when Jesus comes, He's going to give us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. In other words, i got to take the garment of heaviness off. And on purpose, I have to put on a garment of praise. When you have heaviness on you and depression and oppression, what's the last thing you feel like doing? Oh, glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. But if you'll learn how to put it on on purpose, you'll step right out. I can't tell you how many times I've not felt like praising. I've not felt like praying. And I just start doing it, and, and I feel like an idiot. And then all of a sudden, you're walking, and all of a sudden, you've, you're like, glory to God. Oh, there's the anointing. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, things change. Yeah. Why? Because you said you saw a promise, you saw a commandment, and all of a sudden you stepped into the commandment. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, you'll keep my word. And all of a sudden you stepped into that thing, and God said, glory to God, that's faith. Faith without works is dead. He stepped into it, they stepped into it on purpose. Bless them. He's already laid it out there. He's, you know, basically, as soon as you put on a garment of praise, it's already standing at the ready, ready to be released. Yeah. Amen. It's like when you go to the gas pump and you put in your card. As soon as you take a proper action, that gas is ready to go. Yeah. It's ready to go. As soon as you flip a switch, that light, there's power to it. It's ready to go. It's at the ready. The blessing and the solutions of God is at the ready. It's waiting on a believer to see what the right thing to do is and flip the switch. Put on praise. Take off the garment of heaviness. Put on praise. Put on joy. Rejoice. That means put on joy again. It says rejoice always. Well, I don't feel like joy. I, just, I don't want to be a hypocrite because right now I just feel like junk. I don't feel like joy. He didn't care. He said rejoice always. And again I say, rejoice. Oh, y'all know it. But how many people are doing it? See, that's a commandment. Put on joy. But when we need to put it on, it's generally the last time we feel like putting it on. Well, the devil knows that, and these are little things that he uses. Well, you do, and then he'll be like, "Well, you don't want to put on joy because you you don't feel like joy right now. You're su- you'd be such a hypocrite. No, I'd be a believer, being obedient to what God told me to do. I'd be a believer. And it, here's the amazing thing: as soon as I start putting that on, things change. Things change." Is there any among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer, 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 say it with me, prayer Prayer. offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. A faithful prayer restores And the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Let me just give you a little nugget right here. We need more confession going on in the church. We need more confession. There's a power attached to confession. There's a power when we don't walk in and be like, oh, I am, I am uber Christian. I am, I am. So do you know where I have been and what I have seen? I have prayed in the Holy Ghost for a masterful two minutes. I have been filled with the Holy Ghost for at least three months now. I'm making fun. Because people think that they've seen something. Listen. God said this. You pray. In Matthew 6. You pray. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Until the earth looks like heaven. I will not be satisfied. And I hope you'll join me. Until the earth looks like heaven. I will not be satisfied. I'll be content, but not content to stay there. You understand? I'll be content with what I have, but I will not be content to not grow and go forward like the Word teaches us. Until the earth looks like heaven, we are not called to be satisfied. And see, many times people will come in and they're like, well, I've seen this healing and I've seen this miracle. Listen, just in the last month, We've had like three or four people healed, not when I prayed for them. That happens all the time. While I'm preaching. Like you remember in the book of Acts, when the Holy Ghost, when Peter's preaching and the Holy Ghost falls on somebody and they start, uh, the Holy Ghost, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, they start speaking in tongues. That just happened a couple of weeks ago. Just while I was preaching. Listen, that, that doesn't happen in most churches today. But I, that doesn't, like, I'm happy about that. I've been praying for those things. Charlie is here. A couple of weeks ago, I prayed for her. She was standing right over here, and, and she was waiting in line for me to pray. I step in front of her, and I felt the power and the anointing go, whoosh, like that. And she went, whoo, <laughs> like that. Is that right? Yeah. I said, you, you don't normally act like that. <laughs> she said, No. That was different. I, why? I'm believing God for that kind of glory that's overflowing so that the anointing is within shadow's distance at the very least. Yeah. So that the anointing is flowing. I'm believing for that. And when I see it, it makes me very happy. But I'm not satisfied. Right. Because I just feel like this is awesome and God's moving and we're growing. But I feel like it's not like heaven yet. Right. And I see an all-powerful God that when His presence comes in, the, the priest couldn't stand. No priest could minister because of the glory and the power of God. Where is that? That was Old Testament, under the curse, without Jesus. We now have Jesus. We're in a greater covenant. Where's this? Where is it? Everyone that you lay your hands on. You lay, it it says in Mark 16, those that believe lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll cast out demons. They drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. Where is this power? Where is this reality? It comes as we wake up to what's actually out there. If I start talking about You know, what time is it? It's noontime. Glory to God, I'm right on time. If I start talking about a big, fat, juicy steak cooked to perfection and the sizzle, and depending on where you're at, if you're in the South, some sweet tea to go along with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I caught some attention right there. I'm in the right place. I start talking about that or what's your favorite food? Steak works for most people. What is it? Pizza. I like pizza too. Chelsea. Chelsea's cookies. <laughs> She's not in here. I start talking about these things what's going to happen? You're going to get an appetite for them. It's going to start to hunger. See, we've not been awake enough to even look at what God has available. And because we've not been looking at what His normal is, we've not grown an appetite for His things, and we've been satisfied with what we've seen. And all of a sudden, you have people that will come into church, and they'll be like, well, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this. Whoop-de-doo! Does it look like heaven yet? Then let's go after it. Let's not be spiritual teenagers who, where our worldview is the biggest it's ever been and we think that we've arrived. Let's actually go to the Bible and see what's available. Let's see where Enoch, under the curse, without Jesus, walked and talked with God. He walked in His presence and talked with Him. So much so that God said, I'm just going to take Him. He's my friend. I'm just taking Him. What about with Moses that he goes up on and see most people God came down on the mountain and all of a sudden he's thundering and he's booming and all of a sudden you know here it is the people are putting it in reverse. Beep, beep, beep. Like, no, nah, we don't want to be around him. But all of a sudden Moses says, Lord, let me be. Here's Moses' heart. Show me your glory. Yeah. Many people today in religious circles, they think you say something like that to the Lord. Oh, you're about to get zapped. Show me your, who do you think you are. It's cow. They think you're about to get zapped. No, no, no. That's not how the Lord responded. The Lord said, I can't show you everything. If I do, you'll die. But what I can show you, let me show you. And the glory of God came on him so much that he lit up physically like a light bulb. They had to put a veil in front of his face because it scared people because he was lit like a light bulb. Physically. Physically. Under the curse without Jesus. And now you and I in the new covenant are redeemed from the curse with Jesus. Hallelujah. What does God have available to you? Do you think that holding up the Word of God, the rod of God over an ocean and cause that water to stand on its end that died at the cross? No, it was empowered at the cross. Where's the power of God? Where is this? This anointing, this glory... It's time for an awakening. We can't sit back and constantly say, Oh, I've seen so much and I have arrived. No, we haven't even begun to arrive. If you've ever been on a cruise before, it's an interesting analogy, Lord. Thank you. If you've ever been on a cruise before, I can remember, you know, going on our first cruise, and we're like, oh, glory to God, we're going to go on a cruise. And uh, the whole trip, getting there and everything, it's like awesome, and you're getting to the cruise, and, and it's so great, and, and I pray they'll let us have cruises again sometime real soon. But and And you get there, and then you arrive at the port, right? And you're like, I'm here, I'm at the cruise, right? I'm at the cruise, and all of a sudden, you walk into the door, and you're like, I'm getting ready to step on this boat, and it's going to be awesome. Food, rest, amen, a cabin, all our own, hallelujah. If I want a drink, I go get a drink. If I want something to eat, I go get something to eat 24-7, babe. It's going to be awesome. I'm at the port. Let's go. Anybody ever experienced that before? But don't you know, you don't go right on that boat. <laughs> no. you got to go through processing. Yeah. Uh, you're all excited, and they're like, where's your passport, and where's this, and where's that, and, you know, well, you, know, you can't get on the boat yet until we open up. And then when you do get on the boat, you can't go do anything for a while because you got to go through the life, lifeboat drills and everything. Everybody stand up. I remember the first one we went on, we, I was standing there, I was like, I'm about to pass out before this cruise gets going. Everybody, I got this life, this vest on. I'm about to sweat to pieces. Everybody's standing around. You know, they got me in the back surrounded by a bunch of people. I'm like, my goodness, I was so happy when they said, okay, now you're free to go where I was like, glory to God. I feel delivered. Freedom. We just arrived at the port. In God, we've just arrived at the port. We've got an eternity in front of us filled with His anointing and His glory. You've just touched the expectation of what God is. When you get healed today, you're just beginning to get it. You're just now getting on the boat. It's not even underway yet. Do you know how much more God has for you throughout your week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Can you imagine the ecstasy that you will have when that person at Walmart, you pray over them? You! Not pastor. You! You pray over them, and all of a sudden they're like taking off the brace and running around Walmart. I'm healed. Jesus loves me. I'm healed. Can you imagine the the joy that you will have when you get in heaven and somebody will come up to you and they'll go, "Hey, hey, you remember me? You prayed for me in Walmart, and because of that, I knew the love of God, and I'm here in heaven." And you're like. I don't even remember you, (laughs) but hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah. Wouldn't it be good to forget about more people that got born again through your prayer than to just remember the two or three that you led? I'm finding it today. I'm starting to forget miracles. Glory to God. You think that's just for pastors? No. It's for every believer. But see, we've got to wake up to what's out there, what's available. What does God have for you? What is it? What happens when the love of God starts to move and manifest in your life? What happens when we start to get a taste of those things? Lord, use me. Awaken me. Don't we know that it's already time to wake up? But are we awake? Have we been awake? I can tell you no. I've seen too many promises in that book to know we're not there yet. The purpose of the series is yes, to get you awake, but really just to awaken you to the fact that you're not awake. That we're not awake. We really haven't grasped the full goodness of God in every way. Here's how I know, you know why? Because here's the thing, just like what did you say your favorite favorite thing to eat was? Well, it's steak, but also Chelsea's chocolate chip cookies. Chelsea's chocolate chip cookies. Now, I've heard him tell people about Chelsea's chocolate chip cookies more than a couple of times. Do you know why? Because they're good. Because they're good. And they've been hoarding them. And they need to become like God and be a giver. For God so loved that he gave. Deb got a whole bag. Go get Deb out of children's church right now. He's telling people about these cookies. Why? Because they're good cookies. How many churches and the people there in the churches are telling people about God every day? I've heard you mention those cookies like three times this week. Now you can't tell me those, I mean I know they're good, but you can't tell me those cookies are better than God's goodness. And yet, we'll tell people more about a good restaurant or a good recipe more than we will the goodness of God. Or even learn what it takes to lead people to the Lord. Remember, Boomerang Church, House of Love and Prayer, Living in Abundance, Winning Souls, and Making Disciples for Jesus. It's a part of who we are. It's a culture that we have, and we're growing into it more and more full every day. But here's the thing. People aren't telling... Most people, if you told them you need to go win somebody to the Lord, they could not do it because they've not even taken the time to study what it takes. Because what's good inside of them, they've really not woke up to it. We've not woken up to it. Or else I would not be able to stop you. Right. Right. I wouldn't be able to stop you. Now, this is a convicting message, I understand. It's drawing on you. It's drawing on your heart. But it's also drawing you to a higher level. Because, listen, the word, the Bible says this, don't muzzle the ox that treads out the grain. In other words, while you're doing the work of the kingdom, God lets you eat and eat big. He's not going to sit there. God's principle is, I'm not going to let you work for the kingdom of God and not fill you and overflow you. That's God's principle, and he's going to uphold it. And so what happens is, when we start going after God and we start telling people about Jesus, the Bible also says this, he pays wages to the reaper, to the harvester if we will become soul winners and become harvesters and set our heart and our mind on that, God pays those people. God pays those people. He makes sure that they are well kept. Well kept. But many people in the church today, and this is why it's being shaken, this is why it's being sifted, because we've been comfortably asleep and we haven't seen heaven on earth, and we're, you know, how many people you've ever read the story of the Israelites and you're like, why on the earth would they take 40 years to go into a place they could get to in weeks? Anybody ever wondered that? What? Anybody ever wondered that? Haven't you ever, and you don't have to raise your hand on this one, but I'll I'll raise mine for you to make you feel better. And how many people have been like, those stupid Israelites, how, I cannot believe I will never be like them. I'll never be like them. Well, let me tell you something. If every professing evangelical Christian in the world won one soul, One soul, there's over 650, I think it's 680 million professing, not just Christians, evangelical Christians. If they all won one soul a day, in less than two weeks, the whole earth is saved. We're two weeks out from the promised land. And we've been going around this mountain for 2,000 years. We're not awake. We haven't been awake. We're two weeks out. Because when everybody's been told about Jesus, we're out of here. We gone. Amen. It's time for us to wake up. Let me tell you something. And see, this is what happens. I got through that part. Everybody's like, oh, glory to God, he just gave his notes away. I still have them. They're all like, Two weeks from now, he's going to preach for like three hours, right? Amen. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. I preach till the Holy Ghost says, shut it down. I really not shut it down, but unhook. But we're not done yet, so don't unhook. Amen. Who said that? Amen. Father, right now I just ask that you deal with everybody's hearts. Just pray this with me. Just say, Father, Father help, me wake up. help me wake up. Now meditate on that for just a second. The seriousness of it and the sincerity. Father, help me wake up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to hear something. This week on the daily broadcast, Lunch Plus, we talked about it at one point, talking about sowing and reaping. This week, I talked about this. I said on the broadcast that if you'd have bought Bitcoin less than 10 years ago, you could have bought one Bitcoin for 10 cents. Now, this is an earthly measure. But if God had said, hey, go buy $100 of Bitcoin, just $100 of Bitcoin... That hundred dollars today would be worth ninety million. Now that's an earthly measure. Anybody wish you would have done something about that? <laughs> Those are just figures that I'm aware of. One hundred dollars would be worth ninety million because one Bitcoin today is not worth ten cents anymore, it's worth nine thousand dollars. Over. And in 10 years, there's, there's projection that the Bitcoin will be even over $100,000 per coin in the next 10 years. Uh, projection Will it be? I haven't heard from the Lord on that, so don't like, take this as a word from God. I'm just giving you what the world says. But here's, here's what I want you to see. In less than 20 years, look at what's available in the world. We have 120 years here on this earth. And what we do on this earth is then awarded in eternity. So not just 10 years, not just 20 years, but hundreds of years, thousands of years. The old song says that when we've been there 10,000 years, we've only just begun. Millions billions of years. Can you imagine the interest on the things that we do for the kingdom of God? We have this period of time, 120 years our life here on earth, to invest in the kingdom of God and God makes it clear in His word that what we do is then awarded and we're going to have interest throughout eternity on what we do. But we're focused on the house at the beach, we're focused on the boat, we're focused on all this other stuff instead of focusing on, Lord, let me build the kingdom. If we would get focused on building the kingdom, the the word says very clearly, a promise straight from God. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. All these things will be added unto you. But in order to invest properly in the kingdom today, we must become eternally minded and kingdom minded. And we must become, give ourselves to grow in that and stop thinking about the things we shouldn't. Set our eyes on things above, not on things below. We must pray. We must go after God with everything we have. We must wake up. We must wake up. So I'd like you to bow your head right now. And just pray this with me again. Lord, we want to be awarded in eternity, and so we pray this. Lord, help us wake up. Help me to see. Help me go to another level. Help me carry your glory. glory. Say this, Lord, Lord, I know that you'll help me. me. Right now, I just want to ask this question. If If there's somebody here today and you're saying, I do need that help. I recognize, Jesus, I need you. I've got to have you. I want you. I desire you. I need you. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand real real quick where you're at. Lord, I need you. I need you. I've got to have you. Just keep it up for a second so I can see it. I've got to have you. Glory to God. Glory to God many hands all over the place. And this is not just for people that might not know Jesus. This is for everybody. Jesus, I need you. I gotta have you. Now today I invite you. The Bible says this, that if you deny me in front of men, I'll deny you in front of the Father. I'm inviting you in front of people today to make a commitment. If you know today, hear this. You may have raised your hand and this might fit you, this might not, but here's what I want you to say. You know today, Lord, I must make a commitment with you today. I must renew that commitment or make it fresh today. I can't leave here. I've got, I've got to move on what pastor preached today. I've got to move on it. And if today it's a new level of commitment for you today. I just invite you right now. Please stand up and come down to the altar quickly. Today I've got to move. Oh glory to God. Today I've got to move. Lord I've got to go to a new level. I can't stand still. Thank you Father for moving on your people. Thank you, Father, for moving on your people. Thank you, Lord. It's a new day. It's not your average day today. It can be, but it's not your average day today. Today, things are changing. It's not an average world day. It's an average kingdom day, but it's not your average day in the earth, in a corrupted world. Today is your day. Anybody else that needs to come? I mean, almost everybody came. If you need to come, come on up. Today, Lord, I'm committing to you. I need you. I need your help. Today, I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for moving on hearts. Now, I'm going to invite this as well. If you just say, Lord, I've heard your message. And this is for anybody that still may be sitting. And I know I'm, I don't need to refresh my commitment today. I'm good with that. But I know I need to go to another level. I've got to go higher. I must awaken to things that I've not seen before today. If that's you, I invite you to come up now. Because there's so many people we'll, we'll cover it all. Lord, I've got to go to another level. I got to go to another level, Lord. I got to have another level in you. I need your help. I need your power. I need your anointing. I got to have it today. Thank you, Father. I just invite you, come on up now. Glory to God. I got to go to another level. Holy Spirit, just work in hearts right now. Thank you, Father. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, you're moving in me right now. You're moving in our lives. I'll never be the same. If you're saying, i got to go to another level, come up now. Don't wait. Don't wait. It's not worth waiting. It's so much better when we move now. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. We'll give you just another minute or so just to come up. Thank you, Father. Play some soft music back there, please. Glory to God. I love it. If that's you, just come forward now. Lord, just a few more seconds. Ten more seconds. Thank you, Father. Lord, I got to go to another level today. Holy Spirit, thank you for working in hearts. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I want everybody in here, seated or standing, to pray this with me. Pray it out loud and pray it from your heart. Jesus, Jesus. today, today, you are the Lord of my life. I commit myself to you and whatever you say I will do. I am yours to command. I love you and I'll do what you say. I release every bit of sin everything that would have held me back I believe that you died for me. And that you took my sin on you to the cross and to the grace. And you did away with my sin. And by faith I am made the righteousness of God in Christ. I walk in your righteousness from this day forward. I believe that God brought you back to life. And when He brought you back to life, you did not leave me in that place of death, but you raised me up with you and seated me in heavenly places, in the place of authority. Jesus baptized me With the Holy Ghost Ghost. and with fire fire. today. Today. In In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.